Hi, welcome to the Forsaken Body Podcast, a show about overcoming the tendency of Christians to focus so much on the soul that we neglect the body. I'm Lady Greer. And I'm Nikki DeLisi. We're so excited you're listening to our second episode. In today's episode, we will be talking about exercise. And we will call it Exercise? Do We Really Have To? (laughs) This episode is probably going to expand into at least one other. But the overall point that we want to drive home from the start is that God made our bodies to improve with exercise. And we'll get into that as we go, definitely uh, in the second episode as well. But first, starting things out, Nikki, let's just talk a little bit about our background with exercise, because we both have a long history of it, um, so just kind of how we grew to love it. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. So for me, my background in all things fitness and exercise, I I have to trace back to my dad. (laughs) He is a bit and always has been a bit of a fitness nutcase for as long as I can remember. (laughs) There was a point in my life um, as a child, I can remember him sometimes working out three times a day. Yeah. Yeah. He'd go for a run in the morning, he'd hit the gym at lunchtime, and then he would do um, like martial arts karate in the evenings after work. Awesome. Um, yeah, he's <laughs> pretty crazy. In our family, fitness and physical activity was always a priority and often was part of our fun as a family together. Friday nights, um, a lot of times we would go as a family just to like the local community college and play a baseball game together or go to the batting cages. My brothers and I would love going to the batting cages. Um, when my dad would come home from work, a lot of times during the week, he would coach my brothers and I in pull-ups and push-ups. We, we had a little uh, makeshift pull-up bar in our garage, and he would not go easy on us, for sure. We were put in, in various sports fairly young, um, and, and for my parents, it wasn't so much about us being competitive in those sports as much as it was about just us being fit. I ended up becoming pretty involved in gymnastics and being competitive there. And um, even though competitiveness was not my parents' priority, it is definitely in my nature. And that came out fairly early in life. And so uh, that that definitely went into gymnastics. And um, as I entered high school, for several different reasons, so I had to stop doing competitive gymnastics and went ahead and jumped into high school sports. Soccer and and basketball were the main ones. I will say the one thing I absolutely hated doing while I was playing sports was running. Um, Yeah, so whether it was like suicides during basketball season or the timed mile and a half in soccer that we would do, I I just hated it. I could not imagine. Yeah, I could not imagine why anyone would want to run um, or like do track or cross cross country. And um, the funny thing now is that now I love it, but I did not at the time. <laughs> through through college and, and my early 20s, I probably did neglect my fitness a little bit. I was just involved in other things and, and wasn't making it a top priority, but it wasn't too long uh, before that, that started coming back. Um, that's when 
I dived a bit into competitive running, started doing some 5Ks, half marathons, things like that. And that definitely reignited the competitive spark. Um, when I moved to Louisville, I had a couple of my closest friends uh, start uh, the CrossFit gym at the seminary. And, and I jumped headfirst into that. And it wasn't too long before I was competing in that as well. And I have a problem. So. <laughs> Hey, competition! <laughs> competition isn't bad. Um, I'm, I'm right there with you. Although I have to say, there is a sinful side of competition, at least that I have crossed before. So, <laughs> and for um, myself too. And we'll probably talk about that at some point too. Oh but. yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, that's kind of my big background. What's yours, Lainey? I have always loved working out. I was definitely in sports from a young age. Super competitive. Um, but I really don't remember. Like my dad, he owned a gym and I was tiny. So it was too long for me to remember. Yeah. It was called bull's gym and he sold it. He owned it with a friend. They sold it. (laughs) I was like, dad, I've told him over the years, like, man, if he had held on to that, I could have run it for him. But yeah, so I started like doing personal training, unofficial personal training. Um, when I was like 16 or 17, um, the church I was at, they had a gym and I was always working out. Um, but then people would be like, Hey, what can I do to work out? So I started training and then, officially became a personal trainer. I went to a, a, it was a personal training institute, actually. So super official here. Um, It was a six month training certification. So not this like, you know, weekend online certification. Yeah, it was six months. It's called National Personal Training Institute. So I did that and finally became official uh, those, those poor people that trusted me to train them before I was actually <laughs> equipped. <laughs> uh, some stories from that. But anyway, so yeah, I, I got certified, um, came back to Knoxville and started working at a YMCA. I really liked that. I mean, the people that I love to train were just kind of like your everyday people who just wanted like better functional capabilities and just to feel better and move better. Like not, you know, tip top athlete, So I I did that. I also started working in ministry at a church in Knoxville. And while I was there, pretty much the entire time I was training at a local gym there. So I was doing both. And then I even uh, started having boot camp classes at the church that I worked at. So that was pretty cool. You know, I'd have them doing sprints and different things in the back parking lot. And then we'd, we'd go into the to the kids' room and, and do some weights and things. Um, but then I came to Southern and kind of oversaw different aspects of the gym there and was over group fitness and, and different things in the weight room. I did like, you know, weight room orientations, nutrition assessments, things I had done previously as a personal trainer. That was really fun. I loved my my boot camp class um, that I had there. Those ladies. That was those were some fun times. But I definitely have a history of over exercise and exercising through injury. So I mean, there were times where I had a broken hand, and so I had a cast on one hand. But I'm still like in the weight room with dumbbells, like <laughs> trying yeah. to lift. And, um, you know, way too much, way too much exercise sometimes. But so now given my PhD and systematic theology and background in human embodiment, I kind of combine like my history as a trainer and then my own personal exercise history to, you know, challenge myself and others that, hey, we need to think about what it means to honor God with exercising, that you can go overboard 
So, you know, stewarding your body well through exercise is important, but for believers, it takes on a whole nother meaning sometimes. So now, let's talk about some myths or misconceptions when it comes to exercise. Let me throw out this first one because I think it'd be good to start with it. Um, so just over the years, I mean, I've, I've trained a lot of different people, but for the most part, women think that they cannot lift weights. If they lift weights, they're going to get bulky. Um, they're going to have, you know, these big, huge Arnold Schwarzenegger muscles. And that's just, that's just absolutely not the case. Unless you're, you know, taking steroids, you're spending hours and hours in the gym. You know, have you, have you seen that, Nikki? I mean, women are just sometimes so adverse to lifting weights, but that's the part that changes your body, your body composition. So you really have to lift. I definitely have seen that misconception. I myself have felt that misconception in the past um, and and not wanted to lift for that reason. And it's definitely prevalent and pervasive. I think, thankfully, more recently, that myth is being more and more debunked, but definitely still there. And the reality is, as you kind of identified, you know, we do not, as women, have enough testosterone um, that we naturally produce to get huge and bulky. It would take, you know, like like you said, so much. But I, I remember being scared when I started lifting, mostly in CrossFit. I hadn't lifted a ton prior to that, but just being terrified. And, and yeah, it, it isn't true. Um, we need to lift. And of course, we'll get more into why later, but it is definitely a myth. Now, I will say um, there are women who will naturally put on muscle a little bit more easily than others. But that's also the case with men too, right? There are certain men that put on muscle. So um, I'm one that puts on muscle a little bit easier, but that doesn't mean that we should not lift. (laughs) It definitely has to do with, you know, your muscle fibers. Are you type one, type two? Um, And just how how you're physically made, your genetics. Um, So yeah, women, please don't only get in the gym and slave away for 30 minutes, an hour on the elliptical don't just go up and walk on the track, like get in there, lift weights. All right, Nikki, what's a myth that you've commonly seen? One huge myth I see is that I don't have time to exercise. I have heard it so often. I have also told myself this lie uh, it, at many different points. The reality is, so yes, we are finite human beings. There are only 24 hours in the day. (laughs) So yes, our time and our capacity is limited. And and I definitely do not deny that. But the reality is we are going to make time for what we feel is important. We are going to give priority to what we think is priority. And you would be so surprised how creative you can get (laughs) with time when you think of something as a priority. I'll also say that, you know, it takes right about, they say somewhere between six and 12 weeks, maybe like eight-ish weeks to build a habit. And so once you start prioritizing something in, in your time, that will start to become a habit and, and feel a lot easier to fit in. Would you agree with that? Yeah. And I mean, I've seen a little bit less time um, as far as how long it takes to build a habit, but I know those things are, they're definitely unscientific, but regardless, if you, if you work at something, if it's something that you want to incorporate in your life, you know, you're, you're going to be able to do it. 
So it's definitely important to practice the things that you want to do. So practicing uh, working out, I know that may sound weird, but it just gets you in the habit. If it's something that you say, okay, I'm going to do this five days a week, whatever it is. So another myth, um, this is something that uh, kind of has made me laugh over the years, but you know, men don't think they need to do cardio. Uh, they'll, you know, just typically lift. It's the opposite of women. And so, you know, for a lot of men, yes, you can structure your workouts to have a, a cardiac effect so that can get your heart rate up and have some benefit um, for your cardiovascular system. But just recognizing that, you know, your heart is a muscle and it, it needs to be worked out too. And just getting in the gym and doing some chest presses, doing some bicep curls, um, that's not sufficient. Just like on you know, the other side for women, it's not sufficient to just do cardio. So yeah, men, uh, men definitely need to get their heart rate up, get a little sweaty and, you know, maybe get on the treadmill a little bit. Another one I think, Lainey, is the more exercise you do, the better. Um, mm, and, yeah. and that is true to a point and then it becomes untrue, <laughs> right? Yeah. Learn that one the hard way. Says the over-exercising. And, and if I just push myself and push myself, um, even now, you know, I have uh, some some friends that I do uh, CrossFit with that, I mean, they will do CrossFit seven days a week. Yeah. Ooh, and not good. yeah, whew, it's too much. <laughs> um, you know, from a, a physiologic and medical perspective, listen, recovery is such an important thing. When you exercise, you are breaking down muscle fibers and, and you need to give them the opportunity to repair and build back up. Over-exercising will run you into the ground. You will not perform as well. And yeah, there's, there's uh, just a hundred reasons to not do that. We are a super pro exercise. We obviously, we want to make that clear. And a lot of times people need to increase rather than decrease, right. but don't yeah. just assume that, oh, if I work out three hours a day, every day, that's what I need to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That gets back to, are you stewarding your body in a way that's honoring to the Lord? And um, there's yep. kind of extremes to that question. Uh, another one that, that I've seen a lot is that I don't need to lose, I don't need to exercise to lose weight. Um, Mm. And that mindset kind of comes from all the different drastic diets that are out there. So yes, like essentially if you starve yourself, if you get in 500 to a thousand less calories than you need a day, you are going to lose weight Um, and without exercise, but that's not sustainable, nor is it healthy. And I don't think it's, it's a good way of stewarding your body to the glory of God to, you know, cut weight so quickly by drastic efforts because activity, activity is meant to burn calories and it should be essential to, you know, eating a good healthy diet. They should go hand in hand. There's actually a study that came out recently that talked about walking and just how if you get 8,600 steps a day, obviously this isn't a guarantee across the board, but 8,600 steps a day, then that will keep you from gaining weight. But then if you increase that to 11,000 steps a day, you'll drop your chance of becoming obese by half, which wow. that's really yeah. insane. Like 11,000 steps is. a day, like that's not a ton. We just live really sedentary lifestyles. So, and I think that shows too, like how God made our bodies to move just by the way they respond to activity. 
Yeah, like you said, um, technically you you can quote lose weight, um, but is just losing weight the goal, right? right. Or yeah. or is it? Are we trying to all you know change our body composition? And we'll mm-hmm. get more into that later. And and you're not going to be able to change your body composition in a positive way if you don't exercise. No, absolutely um, not. Actually, I'll say this real quick, and then I want to hear another myth that you have, but. I'd- Yesterday on the radio, there's some new weight loss program being advertised in Knoxville. And the guy said, you know, you're guaranteed to lose a pound of fat a day. And I was like, oh my gosh, what even? Like, first of all, no, that's just not, that's not possible. Two, you can't guarantee that it's fat loss that's coming off. You're going to lose water weight. If you're getting in, you know, a lot less calories for an extended amount of time, you're going to start losing muscle um, before you're going to pull from those fat stores because your body wants to hold on to that fat as long as it can because that's what keeps you warm. So I just, I could not believe that commercial for that weight loss (laughs) program. But anyway, (laughs) that's funny. Let's see. Um, Another one that I was just thinking that I've seen and heard a lot is, and this ties a little bit into what you just said about the steps and walking, but if I can't go all out and do like a full hour long intense session, then I might as well just skip my exercise for the day. It's just not worth it. Mm -hmm. And that is definitely not true. um, Because as you just identified, even getting in those steps even if it's literally just around your house, if you just got to go up and down your stairs yeah, a few absolutely. times, something as simple as parking, you know, on the other side of the parking lot mm-hmm. when you go to the mall or the grocery store or things like that, just being conscious of those things. If you don't have time in that day to get to the gym for an hour, that is okay. Yeah. <laughs> there are still things that you can do. And so being mindful, being conscious But yeah, don't think if you can't do that crazy intense session that it's not worth it to do anything because it definitely is. Yeah. And I think too, Nikki, a lot of times people kind of, they'll use that as an excuse. Like they know Mm -hmm. they're not going to have time for that hour long workout and it'll just be like, oh, well, let me just not. Um, And I, yeah, things come up and, and you're right. You don't need that hour in the gym, but also don't set yourself up to be able to use that excuse in the first place my personal training side is coming out in response to, to that exercise. Myth. Um, okay. What's another one? So one that I've seen over the years, especially from women um, and definitely certain spots of the body is, Oh, I can spot reduce. If I do enough, mm. if I do enough crunches, you know, I'm going to lose the weight around my midsection. Um, you know, how can I get rid of this excess fat on the backside of my upper arm, on your tricep area, because a lot of women, you know, we we hate that area of our arms when we wave, we stop waving, but that part of our arm keeps going. Um, So this, you know, the reality is, no, you can't spot reduce. It's about burning calories through cardio and through strength training, adding in muscle, and that's how you're going to transform your body. And just realistically speaking, I mean, you are, you're kind of genetically predisposed to adding weight in certain areas and that's, those places are going to come first. That's where you're going to see your weight first, but then that's also probably where you're going to see the weight come off last. So we just, you know, it's not impossible to lose weight from whatever area that we're traveled by, but we do need to have a realistic kind of mindset when we go about it. 
for sure. And I think the beauty of watching your total body composition change, it works. It takes patience. It takes intentionality. No, you're not going to be able to make that stomach go down by, you know, six inches <laughs> in in a month by doing 500 crunches a day, but you will see change that you are so happy with if you stick with it. Yeah. yeah sure. And and do it the right way for sure. Another one. So, and, and this may sound like I'm hitting on exercise a little bit. No, no, we love exercise. But another one that I see is, whereas you had said that you, the myth of not needing to exercise to lose weight. The flip side of that is that you only need to exercise in order to lose weight. And so while we love exercise, it is just part of the puzzle. And of course, we're going to get more into nutrition and things like that in future episodes. But if you take the mindset of, well, I just need to exercise, Um, I'm just going to up my exercise and just do that in isolation without any other thought to the things that you're doing around it. That also, unfortunately, is a myth. You you can't exercise out a bad diet or a bad lifestyle. And so putting so much of a weight on exercise that that you neglect everything else is is going to be a myth as well. Yeah, that's so good, Nikki. Balance, right? It's it's not all just nutrition. It's not all just exercise. It's it's a balance of both. So one more just to throw in here. I did a blog post on this a year or two ago. It's um, you can turn fat into muscle. That was like a super popular claim I was seeing online. And I just thought, what in the world? No, you, what? You can't magically turn fat into muscle. It's it's physiologically impossible. Muscle tissue is completely different um, than adipose tissue, than fat. Um, And you, you know more about this than I do, but you know, muscle tissue is made up of amino acids, nitrogen, fat. It has a completely different function. It's energy storage. It doesn't have nitrogen. It's made up of triglycerides um, that can't be just magically with, you know, flick of a switch turned into amino acids. Um, So it just, it just can't happen. The cool thing is though, how your body converts fat into carbon dioxide and water. So as you're working out, you're literally exhaling and excreting your fat, yeah. which is amazing. I mean, like, that is so cool for the Lord to design our bodies that way. It's crazy. Um, yeah. And the same goes for carbohydrates and proteins. You know, when you, when you eat a meal, your body's metabolizing those nutrients. So it's breaking, breaking those foods down to use them as energy. And really like most, most of what you're digesting is being released as carbon dioxide from your lungs. So so just, you know, a quick no, you can't turn fat into muscle. Losing fat and gaining muscle are just, just two completely different responses to exercise. We'll get into this more in the next episode, but cardio is going to accelerate your fat loss, whereas lifting weights builds muscle. And the more muscle mass you have, the more you're going to constantly burn calories, even when you're at rest, even when you're asleep. But your body needs needs both, right? So we'll get into the basics of, of cardiovascular exercise, of strength training. Um, we'll look at interval training and why that's really important. And then talk some about flexibility. Um, but I think this is a good place to kind of 
end up this first episode on exercise, just talking a little bit about our history with it, why we're able to, you know, discuss it on this podcast, having some difficult experiences, things that we've learned with exercise, but then also, you know, just different ways we're, we're qualified to talk about this as well. So hopefully you'll join us for the next episode. We're going to talk about those basic things with exercise. And then with the next one, we'll get into things on, you know, how does the body change from exercise? So how does God create our bodies to improve with exercise? And that's, that'll be a really fascinating um, episode to, to listen to. So Yeah, if you like what you heard, subscribe down below and share the Forsaken Podcast, Forsaken Body Podcast with somebody else.